0: L'ikutei Siches, Parshas, Te'el Deyzechei Latest Vov Sicha Aleph The is being learned Le'ilu'en Yishmas Rebbe Yesef ben Yaman ben Rebbe Nasha Kaltman Both Avraham and Yitzhak had wayward sons Avraham had Yishmol and Yitzhak Esav Yet the status of Yishmol and the status of Esav are totally different Yishmol isn't considered a Yisrael, a Jew And he didn't inherit from Avraham Esau is considered a Jew and does inherit from his father Yitzchak. But Esau is a Moomer and denies his faith. The aveda of Avraham versus the aveda of Yitzchak is what defines the status of Yishmol and Esau. The parsha begins with the words Ve'ele told Yitzchak, and these are the progeny of Yitzchak. The Midrash teaches that the vav and, in the word Ve'ele, and these, tells us that this discussion of Yitzchak's progeny follows on to a previous discussion of progeny. And indeed, at the end of Parshas Chayesara, we talk about the descendants of Yishmol. So the Ve'ele, Te'eldeis, Yitzchak here, refers, says the Medrash, to Esav and his children, who, Eyle, were wicked as Yishmol and his progeny were wicked. In fact, the word Te'eldeis is written with a missing vov to indicate that Yaakov is not in this description of Ve'ele Teildes. It's Ve'ele. These are B'nai Esav, who was a Russia. But it's certainly surprising to say that the word Ve'ele is specific to Esav and his progeny. For this phrase Ve'ele Teildes Yitzchak introduces the parsha, and it isn't clear that the events in the parsha are about Esav. What's more surprising is the fact that the Ve'ele Toledeus, and these are the children of Yitzchak, is a reference to Esav omitting Yaakov altogether. This is generally understood with the fact that the parsha is actually about Yitzchak's divine service. Toledeus can also mean the events of Yitzchak's life, the things he did or accomplished. In this parsha, we learn of Yitzchak going to Gnor of the digging of wells, and the blessings he gave to his sons. What is unique in the divine service of Yitzchak, as opposed to that of Avraham, that we studied in earlier parshias, is expressed in his relationship with his son Esav. Yitzchak's spiritual relationship with Esav is different to Avraham's spiritual relationship with Yishmol. And this is underscored in the words ve'ele toyldeis, that Yitzchak's avidah is most keenly depicted in his toyldeis, in his actions, and the spiritual path his relationship takes with Esav. What was the difference in the two relationships that of Avraham and Yishmol and Yitzchak and Esav? In fact, these two father-son relationships have some very distinct opposing factors. On one hand, Yeshmal was spiritually closer to Avraham than Esav was to Yitzchak. Yishmol did tshuva in the lifetime of his father, returning to his father's ways, and this happened because Avraham had an impact on him. Esav, however, did not do tshuva, and as Chazal teach and Rashi explains in our Parsha, that he actually tried to obstruct Yaakov's burial in the Ma'arasa Samarpela. And then we see that the Torah tells us, which translates simply as Yeshmal came from Avraham, but actually tells us that he separated. Yotza, nifrad. He parted ways with Avraham's ways. And Yeshmal is indeed not considered a Jew, and was not an heir to Avraham, as we discussed in last week's Parsha, and learned Sarah's words, the son of this maidservant, will not inherit jointly with my son, with Yitzchak. And this ensured that this would be so. Esav, on the other hand, though he too separated himself from Yitzchak, as the Pasuk in Vayera states, Yitzchak Yotzamimena, imena Esav, Esav came from Yitzchak, or Esav separated himself from his father's ways. Yet Esav is considered a Jew, who was an apostate, who abandoned his religion. But he was an heir to Yaakov, as we learn in Torah, distinctly in Parsha's Dvarim, Yerusha nosati. There was a Yerusha an inheritance given to Esav, and this was Harseir. So it seems that Ishmael, the son of the maidservant, did not inherit. And Esav, the son of Rivka, one of our imoes, did. The challenge here, of course, is that some of the sons of Yaakov, the Shvatim, were the sons of maidservants, Bilhah and Zilpah, and they were considered Yisroel, Jews, and were inheritors. So now we find ourselves back at the question, we don't know why Yishmol doesn't inherit. What is the difference between Yishmol and Esav that makes Esav Yisroel and not Yishmol, even though Dafki Yishmol did Shuvah? Clearly, the relationship between Yitzchak and Esau is deeper than the connection between Yishmol and Avraham. And this connection isn't about or dependent on Tshuva. The deep connection between Yitzchak and Esau is expressed in part in the event that Chazal teach, that Esau's head was buried in the lap of his father, in other words, in the Ma'aras HaMachpelah. When Esav was causing a disruption and attempting to prevent the burial of Yaakov in the Ma'ara, Chushim, the son of Dan, observed the commotion that Esav was causing. And as he was deaf and dumb and was unable to decipher the situation, so he took up a sword and decapitated Esav. Esav's head rolled into the Ma'ara and came to rest beside Yitzchak. Now, this is surprising because the Russia is not buried beside a tzaddik. This is true to the extent that Hashem made a miracle, as is taught in Mesechas Brachas and expounded upon by Rashi and Sanhedrin. When the body of a false prophet was tossed into the grave of the Navi, Elisha, the false prophet was brought to life by God himself. A miracle was performed just so that he, a wicked man, would not be buried Aside a, a novi, in that case, how was it possible that this ultimate Russia Asav is buried with his father Yitzchak at Zadik? Chedas explains that the evil of Asav was in his body, but his head, severed from the evil of his physical being, wasn't evil, because at his root, in other words, from the head, Asav was attached to Yitzchak. And so his head, apart from the body, was buried with Yitzchak. This is similar to what is understood in Chassidus. On the Gemara Baba Basra that states, Satan u'Penina l'shem The Satan and Penina, the second wife of Elkanah, who relentlessly teased Hannah for her childlessness, did what they did l'shem shamayim for heavenly reasons. Evil only becomes so in its descent into the physical. At its source, their intentions were good, and there is only good. In its descent, it becomes bad, and this can result, even as it did when the Satan set his eyes on Bayez Rishon and on Bayez in the destruction of the Batei Beis Hamikdash, or of the Batei HaMikdash which, of course, is the exact opposite of, for heavenly purposes, the result of the descent of this good as evil, and rather is evil. So Esau's head represented his source, his connection to Yitzchak, which was good. Only connected to and descending into the body did this become bad, complete evil. Evil even by a divine evil even unredeemable by a divine spark. Both Yishmael and Esav remained with the spark of their fathers, for they were the toildos, the doings of Avraham and Yitzchak, even though they parted from them. Sadikim are likened unto their creator, and thus there remains an eternal spark of holiness in their doings, and certainly in their progeny. But while this was so, that in both Yishmol and Esav there was reflected a spark of Avraham and Yitzchak, it was external, outside of the holiness of their connection, for they severed that connection. This reflection in Yishmol was that he did tshuva, yet he remained apart and disconnected from Avraham, and he is not considered a Yisro. Esav, his head detached from his lowliness, a lowliness lower than yeshmo, because Esav never did tshuva, lies in the embrace of his father Yitzchak, because the head remains connected. In a way, there's an example for these two types of connections in the halachas, the two ways a shlichus is determined. One definition of shlichus is when the shliach has an entity for himself. Torah determines that as he is appointed by a shliach, his actions are allied to the shliach himself. Another definition is when the shliach sees himself as part of the mishalech, and this results in actions that are the very wa- follow the very ways and actions of the mishalech. This difference between the days of Avraham. In other words, Yeshmal and his relationship to Avraham and Yitzchak's relationship with Esau is in accordance with the differing paths of Avraham and Yitzchak. One defining difference in their individual service is that the divine service of Avraham was Mil Mailo lemata. From above, Avraham draws down godliness into the world. Yitzchok's divine service is to repair what is already below and to raise it up to the divine. You can observe this in their actual life's work. Avram was involved in bringing even the lowest of humankind to awareness and consciousness of God, even to Arabs who were idol worshippers who bowed to the dust on their own feet. Yitzchok was busy with the work of digging wells disposing of the dust, of the earth, of the rocks and the trees that cover the living waters in the very depths of the ground. Yitzchak's avayda is, at its innermost, the divine service of refining the individual, the lowliness and crassness, and thus revealing the divine living force within. Each one of these two paths of service, mil la lamata from above to below, and la lamaila from below revealing the above, have each a unique quality over the other. Through drawing down light from above, that which is below is influenced and illuminated from above. But the nether reality may not change its essential crass nature. As we see regarding Avraham, When the Arabs who visited his tent departed, they thanked God because Avraham insisted they do so. So while Avraham may have caused them to recognize God's greatness, they were not uplifted themselves by this awareness and remained their lowly selves. It was only really Avraham who essentially owned this action. On the other hand, when the work comes from below and is elevated above, the essence of that which was lowly is elevated and connects to godliness. In other words, when a well is dry, one does not fill it with water from elsewhere. Rather, the well becomes filled with hidden waters that rise up from the earth. On the other hand, there is specific value in influence from above. Over the efforts from below, the lowly, plain, is influenced by that which is above with no effort on its part. No change must occur, and it can remain in its lowly state, just as we see that Avram instilled awareness of God within the Arabs where they were at, in their at their lowly level. When the Aveda comes from below, it's not so. A real connection is forged between the low and the godly, where the lowliness rises up away from that status. It's not the lowly status that is lit up, it is rather raised up. And the reason behind these two divine, different divine services of Avram and Yitzchak is that Avram traveled out of Eretz Yisroel, descending into Egypt and outside of the holiness of the land. Yitzchak was not permitted to leave Eretz Yisroel. He was an Eilatamimah, a complete offering. He could influence only within an environment that was already of a lofty quality or that contained holiness like Eretz Yisroel and not outside of Eretz Yisroel where his specific Aveda has no connection. This difference that we are talking about is the reason too for the difference in their sons Yishmol and Esav in consonance with Avram's Aveda, influence that descends from above, there's an organic result, and that is, that when told of his offspring, as lowly as he, small may be, mixing in bad company, he is nevertheless affected by Avram's influence, and it brings him back in repentance. In fact, that's why Avram is not negatively impacted by marrying a maidservant because this indeed is the nature of his avaida, Lowliness, the Mata, does not exist for him. He recognizes it for what it is. It's a Matzias that he can work with. So even when it is about Tol of his own progeny, and he sees that Yishmol is Mata, he will work with him and influence him, and even pray, may it be that Yishmol lives with fear of God. But because all of this is Avram's hashpa, and without the infusion of inspiration, mil mayla, when Avraham dies, Ishmael falls. His connection is gone, and his tshuva lapses. He separates himself because he is, in essence, separate. And he cannot be an heir to Avraham, and particularly as an heir takes on the essential position of the Meirish, the testator. But the divine service of Yitzchak is about the lowly rising up. So his son, his progeny, Asaph who is connected to Yitzchak's level, certainly in his root, in his head, cannot take a maidservant to marry. Asaph cannot take a maidservant to marry because their offspring would have no connection to his level, which is connected to Yitzchak. And in this connection, Esav is a Jew, though a mummer. He denies his faith, but he does inherit because of the essential connection. But it's only Esav's head that is good and connected. But when that head is connected to the body, it's in its lowly state of mata. And it is nifra, it separates from the holiness of Yitzchak. And that connection, in that lowly state, it has no bond with the holy light of Yitzchak. There's no return in tshuva. And therefore, Asa's lowliness is actually lower than Yeshmal's. These two paths of divine service of Avram and Yitzhak actually prepared the way for the service of Yaakov, who has both aspects of Avedah. Yaakov did leave Eretz Yisroel and affect the outside lands. And he brought up his children there in these lands outside of Eretz Yisroel. And when he died, it was with his children all following in his path in Avedah Sashem. In fact, this is why Yaakov could take maidservants, marry them and have children with them who were Jewish branches of the same tree as he was, and more than that, the were shifteka God's Shvatim. Accordingly, we can understand why a great portion of Tehildes, which according to the Medrash is a reference to Esav, talks about Yitzchak's brachis, and the preparation for giving these blessings. The fact that Yitzchak wanted to bless Esav, though he recognized what he was really about, was because he saw that Esav was a tsayid b'fiv. Yaakov knew that in the mouth of Esav, in his head, trapped, held there in other words, were divine, lofty, incredibly lofty sparks. He knew that in his root, in Esav's head, there were these sparks. That would descend from him. The sparks of the soul of Unculus, the convert, Rabbi Meir, and others. The divine service of Yitzchak was digging wells, revealing the deeply hidden life giving waters in the ground, and blessing Asaph was Yitzchak's way of digging up the dirt, removing it, and revealing the holy sparks contained in the head aspect of Esav, in the root of Esav. And as Yitzchak sees Esav, Esav deserves these blessings. But as Esav is in the state of Menu separated from Yitzchak, he isn't a vessel for these brachas. And therefore they are given to Yaakov, who has been given the koyach, the strength to rectify and purify the holy sparks of his brother Esav. The lesson in all of this to us is really simply that if an evil of before Matan is called and considered yisroel a Jew because he was Yitzchak's son, ignoring the fact that he was an apostate, and Yitzchak tried to dig in and reveal his hidden inner potential, how much more so must it be after Matan notwithstanding another's actual spiritual position, the energy within the Jew is the Anoichi Havaya, now it is after Matan Torah, when we received that energy, that which he heard at Sinai. That's the eternal reality of every Jew. Certainly, this is so today when most of the people who don't behave in accordance with Torah are Tinoikesh Nishvu, like little children who are taken captive from their homes and ignorant of who they really are. And therefore, great effort must be made to bring every Jew close, even those so distant from Yiddishkeit. We're required to dig deep and reveal the living waters that exist in every Jew. Having said this, we have to remember the lesson of Mishnah, love another Jew and bring him closer to Torah, and not bring the Torah down to a lower level in order to bring another Jew closer. No compromises can be made, even when you think this might bring them closer to Torah. Torah is eternal and unchanging. Neither subtracting nor adding to Torah can be done for this purpose, and no compromises can be made. Rashi alludes to just this in the beginning of the Parsha. Rashi says that V'Ele Teldes refers to Yaakov and Esav as discussed in the Parsha. The Asav that is talked about in the Torah, the one who will be rectified and purified through Yaakov, through the way Torah tells Yaakov to elevate Asav, And the advice given to do so is to look at every Jew as he is in his head, in his root, in holy potential, in his essence connected and wanting this connection to fulfill All of Torah. With that perspective, a person will do whatever it takes to uplift and to draw near a Jew to God and to Torah mitzvahs, to a Torah Tmima, to a complete Torah.